This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Super Bowl week is upon us, Pat. Yes, that's right. It is Super Bowl week. Neither of our teams are playing. Are you interested? Uh, Yeah, slightly. Slightly? I think yeah. this is one of the more fascinating matchups that we could have fathomed based off of the 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 difference between the two starting quarterbacks and the organizational histories, right? Right. And and, and for me, I would have never predicted either of these teams to make the Super Bowl at the beginning of the last yeah, season. The Rams were a top top but four I, prediction I, out I, of the I, NFC. I expected the Rams to do well. I expected them to make the playoffs. I did not necessarily expect them to make the Super Bowl. Um, if if you had asked me, I would have said your Green Bay Packers at the beginning of last season. Um, as far as the Bengals go, though, I, I don't think anyone had them <laughs> picked to go to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, but here's the thing. I'm intrigued by it because the Bengals have not won a Super Bowl ever. Um, third third Rams, in franchise appearance. Yep. Yep. And the Rams, the Rams are a pretty cool. I, I, I kind of, I want to see Matthew Stafford get one, but at the same time, I really want to see the Bengals get one. Either way, I'm not going to be upset who wins the game. Yeah, we'll we'll break it down on Friday, um, mm. and uh, we'll we'll talk more about the X's and O's and kind of our predictions and stuff like that. But it is a fascinating matchup. There's tons to talk about, and um, this is like a media hype dream, right? Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford. All of the the ins and outs. This is going to be a fascinating week to uh, to break things down. So we'll uh, preview the Super Bowl throughout the week here. Um, but uh, we got to get into some things that happened over the weekend and um, it involved truckers. It involved uh, Stacey Abrams. Um, wh- let's start with Stacey Abrams here because 
If you didn't see it, if you lived under a rock, Stacey Abrams at the beginning of this month went to a um a school in Decatur, Georgia, right? Right. Okay, so she goes to a school in Decatur, Georgia and um kicks off like Black History Reading Month or whatever the the project or program was in in the school. And I've got no problem um, educating people on black authors and black, um, you know, stories and things like that. Like, I think it, I think some of the most fascinating people to have ever written in the English language happen to be black. I, yeah. and I think there are some really amazing stories to be told from the black experience and, um, some heartbreaking, some positive stories. You know, there's a lot that you can be learning. So, all that notwithstanding, I don't care that she goes to that. I mean, whatevs, right? That, but but um, is she or is she not running for governor of the state of Georgia again, even though she thinks she is the governor currently of the state of Georgia? That is correct. Okay. Um, my answer, well, my assumption and my um, statements on Stacey Abrams in the past have been she's got to be one of the dumbest politicians and the smartest politician at the same time. She is so dumb for real, so dumb. Right. Dumb enough to go to this school in Decatur, Georgia and allow pictures to be taken of her while she sits next to, what, 20 kids in the classroom and all the adults in the background of this picture, and if you're not watching on uh, our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, um, you're not seeing this picture, but uh, what? What you'll notice is uh, Stacey Abrams is not wearing a mask. What What's going on uh, behind her, Pat? Uh, everyone else is wearing a mask. Hmm. Especially yeah. all the kids. It, it, it's almost like um, the elitism that she rails against all the time, right? The the elitism to think that you are above wearing a mask. So I wanted to, when you saw this picture, Pat, what was your reaction? I, I just want to get your reaction. An immediate reaction was that no one can ever tell me ever again that this is not political theater. Um. This is hypocrisy. This is rules for thee, but not for me. Mm -hmm. it, it's all of those things. No, that's fair. I, I, I don't think that it's not. I just, um, I'm struggling here. Uh, why, because, why are you struggling? Um, did you see her <clears throat> apology, Pat? You mean the fake apology? Yeah. Did you see it? Y yes, I did. Okay. So the reason why I'm struggling here is um, this is exactly what we've been demanding people do to cancel culture. Flip them. The double bird. Stop apologizing. This is your lesson. She don't give a bleep 
about your opinion. Her campaign doesn't give a bleep about your opinion. So all of this is political theater, all of these, the hypocrisy, all of that sort of stuff. We all know that that's there. But did you spend your time being outraged over that or pissed off that pissed off that she couldn't be bothered to care about your opinion? I mean, can't you be pissed off at both? Why would you be pissed off? Why would you be outraged? And here's and here's why I'm asking this. Why mm. why why are you outraged? Why are you spending a moment giving two bleeps? Oh, I see what you I see where you're going with this. Okay. Why are you outraged over Stacey Abrams? Why are you outraged over that? When you should be pissed off at the people who have been masking your kids for the past two years. Now, Pat and I don't have any kids, so this doesn't directly affect us. But it will affect our society for 15, 20, 30 years down the line. When we have emotionally, mentally stunted children. On a large scale, a scale of which we have never seen before. When we have kids who struggle to emotionally and psychologically adapt to society because you you masked up your five-year-old who, Pat, every single educator in that age group will tell you the most important thing for them is to be able to see facial expressions, to be able to understand how words are sounded out, to be able to understand the basics of language and emotion. And we have taken that away from them. Now, you should be pissed off, not at Stacey Abrams, at everybody else, but you should also be pissed off at your local GOP rep or your local politician who couldn't have the cojones to do exactly what Stacey Abrams is doing today. Flipping the double bird to all of the critics and saying, screw you. Because here's the reality, right? In two days, nobody's going to care about this story anymore. Right? It will no longer be a story. Okay. So what what are you apologizing for? Because the more that you rail on this and try to make it a story, the more that you look foolish, right? Now, it is absolutely freaking hilarious to me that a woman who has multiple comorbidities, right? Including yeah. extreme obesity, mm-hmm. doesn't give a flip about contracting COVID nineteen. Clearly, doesn't care about it, even though she is in the most high risk category. And oh, by the way, what we all know about the the double now triple jabs that are out there. But 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 Andrew Coppins, I mean, don't don't you know that? Uh... Kids don't spread the virus the same way as adults do. So so she's she's technically safer around these kids than she's ever been around other adults that, that aren't wearing no, a mask. No, no, no. <laughs> See, because all of that would be true if you weren't, I don't know, extremely overweight and have other health issues, by the way. Mm, she has mm, multiple mm. 
comorbidities. And I'm not trying to make light of weight or anything like that. I'm, I mean, crying out loud, I'm not the, the most felt individual these days either. But all of that having been said, this is the person who's been railing against people going maskless and all this other stuff while she does it, knowing that she is not only just in a risk category, she has multiple layers of risk that put her, I would argue, in a category of like the 85-year-old grandmas out there, where contracting COVID-19 could be deadly, right? So yeah. my point in pointing this out is that even though she likely f has figured this out using a risk calculation, right? Likely has figured it out. She doesn't care about contracting COVID-19. So why should you? The outrageous part of this, Pat, for me is if I'm a parent and, and I was a parent of a student in that classroom, my child is taking their mask off right freaking now. And um, also um, regarding that, Pat, I've got something here for you. That's cool. That should be going on in every classroom in America today. And for all of you uh, Kathy Hochels out there, yeah, they're not getting used to it. They don't like it. Screw you. That's very clear. I mean, these are young kids, right? Five, six, seven years old, somewhere in there is my guess. Somewhere Probably. in the Arabic world. I don't know exactly where. Um, that was very clear uh, that it's they were speaking Arabic. Um, these kids uh, know this is wrong. These kids hate these things. And it, the joy, the pure joy in that video of them having to take these masks off. Do so you see? I don't know, Pat, if you saw or paid attention to the girl that was right in the front right part of that video. Uh, Not only does she I take her mask her. off, she rips it into freaking shreds. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me about getting used to wearing these things. You tell me about that. So, on the one hand, Stacey Abrams be so dumb, for real so dumb. But at the same time, Pat, smart. Because she's not going to apologize, right? That's very clear. She's not apologizing for what she did. So when people come to you with cancel culture, Unless you know that you made an actual mistake. What are you apologizing for? You have nothing to apologize for unless it is an actual wrong and an actual mistake. If, if you were to be on the right and go out and do these things, are you going to apologize if a picture comes out like that? You know, we talked about Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, right? Last week in the Friar. Yeah. Did he apologize? No, he gave some no. cockamamie bullshit excuse. Excuse my French. That he uh, held his breath. All of this is theater. So 
maybe this is a nice little wake-up call for you to stop participating in the theater. Speaking of stopping participating in the theater, um, we have a story from north of the border in our lovely friends in Canada, specifically Alberta and now Ottawa. Um, Two stories for the trucker convoy, right? One is a blockade continues on the the, uh, southern border in Alberta. And then two is um, apparently now if you are... uh, um, handing food or supplies or gas or anything to the um, truckers that are occupying the streets of, of Ottawa, um, you'll be arrested for material support of terrorism. What's, what's terroristic about this? Well, you see, they keep honking their horns, Pat. Honk, honk. So, so they're being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. They're being annoying. And they have occupied the capital. Um, has anyone died? <laughs> no, mostly nonviolent. There has been some say- violence, but uh, most of it directed at the truckers, not not from the truckers. Important distinction, so, so, kind of like, you know, dying with and from COVID. So it's not like they are, uh, you know, doing a, a protest where they are going around rioting and looting other businesses and stuff like that. Correct, correct, correct. So, so, um, what's terroristic about this again? See, one of these things um, is um, nonviolent, and and um, that's terrorism. So, so you're saying it has to be violent for it to not be terrorist ter- terrorism anymore? No, it has to be black. Don't don't so, you see? So, if if the, if the protest is about. Um, about uh, minority oppression. Oh wait, what what what's that? Some of these truckers are minorities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh, bleep. Um, now the um the the ongoing saga in Alberta continues to get worse because um after distributing the first one million dollars of funds from the GoFundMe campaign, which by the way, Pat, um. I'm going to get into two things here. Uh, there are alternatives to GoFundMe. You should probably freaking use them, number one. But GoFundMe, after distributing the first $1 million of the over $7 million that had been um, at the time of the $1 million, it was now up to nine, by the way, by the time they completely froze it, um, they distributed $1 million. But after that, no more future distributions were going to be made. And um, why? Well, GoFundMe was pressured into it by the police of Ottawa and the Canadian government. That would be why, Pat. And they told us that they were no longer going to distribute the funds um, to the Canadian truckers, but to uh, charities that would um, help truckers, shall we say. So if you donated money, your money no longer is being distributed to the organization of which you donated to. It is now going to be donated to another organization on your behalf. That's a problem for me, number one, because I didn't agree to that as a a donor. Number two, sure, there's uh, some minor incidents of violence, but again, 99% of that violence is happening because of the people 
attempting to get into this uh, with the truckers, including, by the way, Pat, one um, incident in I think it was either Toronto or or Calgary. I'm not sure. Um, but somebody in a truck with it looked like a MAGA thing, uh-huh. um, like a MAGA flag, was attempting to get down the street and a counter protester tried to stop the truck. So the truck attempted to move around him and the the guy literally throws himself in front of the vehicle um, and the vehicle is not even like it's moving at like a mile an hour. Right. Uh-huh. And hit and he hits the the truck hits him. Right. And by hitting him, I mean the area where the the headlight is right as they're trying uh-huh. to get around him. He grazes it, falls to the ground like he's about to die. You can see him look up to make sure everybody saw it. Didn't realize he was being filmed. Then 30 seconds later, bounces up off the ground, puts his mask on and starts yelling and screaming at these people. That's how desperate these people are. But so GoFundMe, right? What do they do here, Pat? They they tell us that they're going to redistribute the funds that they were supposed to be distributing, right? That's a problem as far as I'm concerned. So what is your remedy as an individual, right? In that case. Well, I'm going to put my former professional hat on because prior to becoming a real estate agent here in Chicago, um, I was our fraud prevention team lead. Okay, so I led the entire team in fraud prevention for my company. No, this isn't your fraud prevention at the local department store. We're actually talking about digital fraud prevention. Okay. So one of the the things that you could do here, Pat, is you could file a claim with your credit card or debit card or your bank, right? So your credit card company or your bank, you could file a, a fraud claim, okay? Now on the backside, what ends up happening, most people don't realize this, is that you're actually better dealing with the merchant than the um, than the um, bank on these fraudulent claims because you'll get a refund that will go to your account faster the first way than the second way. But in this case, filing a fraudulent claim with your bank and your credit card company, whichever one you were using to make your donation, is the most powerful thing that you could have done. And I guarantee you it was starting to happen because Late this weekend, Pat, GoFundMe announced full refunds for everybody who donated to this. Not we're going to redirect the funds. We are giving you a personal refund. Now, why is this important? Why does this matter? It matters because you spoke power to the powerful. How did you speak power to these people? Because here's the reality on the backside, Pat. If, let's say, 500,000 people donated to this fund, okay? And half of that 500,000 group went ahead and made claims of fraud. What happens on the backside is it's called a chargeback, okay? 
the company goes to the merchant and you either choose to fight it or eat it. And if you eat it, you eat the money that was donated. So your $100 plus $30 to $40 for the claim. So every one of these is going to cost them. So 250,000 people or even 1,000. Okay, Pat? 1,000 people file fraud. That's $3,000 to $4,000 off the top, not to mention all of the other money. Now, the most important part of this that you need to understand is that the number of fraudulent claims that would have happened in this case likely would have put them over certain thresholds that credit cards and uh, debit card holders, like the uh, MasterCards, Visas, American Express, Discover Cards, okay? would have likely put them over the threshold financially with the number of fraudulent claims to not have allowed them to take credit card payments going forward because the credit card companies would have pulled their ability to take those payments on their system. So what they did in this reversal shows me the power of just the the small group of people. Now, it had grown larger over the weekend. So what did they do? They took a financial calculation, right, Pat? They said, yeah, no, 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 thank you. We are going to issue refunds on our own so that we are not paying five, 10, 15, $20,000 more just on this one campaign on top of all of the fraudulent claim money, which could have amounted to hundreds of thousands, if not a, a million or so dollars, you would have been taking a bath on this because people figured out, like me, would have figured out how to have given you all the power you could handle. Oh, crap, we can't take payments anymore? That kind of eats into our business overall. It's amazing what happens when you can speak power to the powerful. It really is. So long story short here, your ability to directly affect their bottom line is what made them move, not your tweets or not your Instagram posts or whatever, okay? None of that PR stuff made a, a hill of beans a difference, but your ability to hit them in the pocketbook and potentially damage their credibility so bad that they would not have been able to have fundamentally done their business model, that created the change. But Pat, I know that you've got some um, thoughts on here. So uh, first of all, a question here. Uh, how long has this convoy been going on? Just over a week now, right? Uh, a week and a half, almost two weeks, actually. Almost two weeks? Okay. So we have that. We know that GoFundMe is going to suck, and GoFundMe is probably no longer an option um, in getting these truckers' funds and resources it, to, to continue this convoy, And it correct? shouldn't have been an option in the first place. Because if you've been paying attention to GoFundMe, you know that they are a leftist-leaning organization. And they will go after what is perceived to be right-wing causes. They will. There are alternatives out there, right, Pat? 
yes, there are all are alternatives out there um, to to help out these truckers, and I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming like leaders in this convoy are already looking into those options too. Right, and those options include places like Give Send Go, which is a more Christian based um, platform that's very similar to GoFundMe. That is where this should have existed to begin with. Okay, right. So if you're looking to do something for someone in your life or some cause or whatever have you, don't go to GoFundMe. Go to Give, Send, Go. Go to places like that. They exist. And more importantly, they're not going to insult you. I I just I have have a question here in regards to this convoy. How long do we think this is going to go on for? Because I, I know I've heard reports of this is going to continue until they till they give up these stupid restrictions. Yeah, these convoys are likely to continue until morale improves. <laughs> I, I know someone said you know it'll be at least two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, that, yeah. that was hilarious. Um, that was hilarious. So I, I really question how far this is going to go because here's the reality right now, Pat, on the ground in Ottawa. I have a question for you, Pat. How do you get rid of this convoy without looking like you are using your military power? Well, and that I actually kind of semi-talked about this on the show over the weekend. And honestly, th- this is kind of what I wish we would do here is that you do something that, that is such a power in a powerful way that it makes the government shake in their boots, first of all. Because Justin Trudeau, I if I Correct me if I'm wrong. Is still in hiding. Well, um, now he's not in hiding. He is in quarantine because. Uh, oh COVID. yeah, right. Because he's got COVID, right? So he should be out of quarantine by now, though. By the way, I, I would think because that was. But anyway, um, they've they've done something in such a powerful way, and, and Trudeau has even said that he's not at this point in time using military force to disband. But if he if he did if he did and it turned violent. That's on the government at that point, and you would have a full-scale potential mini civil war on your hands if you did something like that. Yeah, see, the the time. So, if you were the government, right? Mm. Peaceful protestation, all that stuff. That's great, but this has actually turned into an occupation of the city of Ottawa. Like the truckers yeah. literally occupy the streets. Yeah, that that's true. Okay, so the the point in time to have done something about this was okay. You protested for a day, move along, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't do that. Now this is going to end terribly, badly, horribly. There's no good way out of this, right? Because either nope. you start negotiations with these individuals, or um. You know, you look at Chaz Chop, right? You you want to look at that example of occupation versus this, right? People cleaning up the streets, people, you know, giving food and medicine and and you know, gasoline and and all that stuff uh, to the to the people inside the occupation versus um, drugs, murder, violence, looting, um, rape, sexual assault, all the stuff that was a reported in Chaz Chop, right? Right. This isn't about an occupation to for BLM or some 
political movement. This is literally give me my life back. If there was ever anything worth doing. um, So now what do you do, right? Short of violence, right? What do you do to to eliminate this occupation? Well, they're starting to do it right now, Pat. They're starting to choke off the uh, supply chain. True, yeah. Now they're going to... So... So now you have the image of you trying to starve out people in your own society. There's no win here for the government. None. Because you look like cruel, brutal dictators. Oh, we don't like your occupation. So now what we're going to do is um, arrest everybody trying to get you supplies, number one. We're going to starve you of food, number two. We're going to starve you of fuel, number three. And um, until that happens, uh, screw you. Like, there are there are no good ways out of this except for giving into the occupation, right? And the occupiers right. want what? The end They're of the freedom. mandates. Mm-hmm. So until you end the mandates, you in the government are going to look like a-holes. And even worse, what happens when you starve these people out and they still don't go away? Either way, either way, there, there is no good scenario for this government here if they want to retain their power. There, There is zero for them. And oh, by the way, how do you like giving up your guns in, uh, in Canada? Um, I, I wouldn't, but yeah. Because um, right now, um, if things turn violent, yeah, um, that violence is going to be directed at you, and you have no way to defend yourself. None. Right. Well, here. bottom line is there is no good way out for the government on this. There really isn't. Um, nope. Because the only other way out of this is a pitched Civil War-like battle. Right. And that don't end well for anybody up there. And I, I, I really wish we would do something like this here. Let, I just let, don't know. Let them know who's in charge. I just don't know what that would be, right? I, I don't either. Like, because here's the hard part. Outside of places like New York, Chicago, LA, San Francisco, outside of those types of places, basically the rest of this country has said, screw you. Right? Like they they're not I literally I know people in the state of Wisconsin who I mean, they haven't put a mask on in a year and a half. They haven't had to. And they come down here and they go, oh, crap. You know? Right. So, so how do you organize when you've only got a handful of places that are doing this to you, right? What are you going to do, blockade California? Right. I mean, I suggested something like making, making the civil rights movement look small. You know, and, and marching on DC type of a deal. You know, doing something like what these truckers are doing, and and making them feel the pain. But at the same time, I don't even know how realistic that is. Well, I think the uh, realistic part of this would be if the federal government started mandate or tried to mandate that those types of individuals, right, intrastate mm-hmm. or interstate trucking, um, must be uh, vaccinated. Pull right. your d- damn rigs over to the side of the road and refuse. It's going to cause all of us pain, no doubt about it. But right, uh, guess who's going to cause more pain? It's going to cause more pain to the people who 
caused this issue in the first place. Right. Choke them off. I, 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 you know, I, I just, yeah, I struggle with how this would happen here in the United States. I really do, Pat. Um, I, I, again, I, I have to, I keep going back to the, the original premise here in that we don't live in a society that has, has a uniform of rules as Canada does, right? That's true. We yeah. don't. So how, how do you do that on a small scale? I, especially in a city like Chicago, how do you do that? Most of these people here believe that people like me are evil, right? People like me are um, worth killing, literally. I I, I saw um, I saw a uh, a post over the weekend that they believe that uh, liberals, thirty nine percent of them, believe that uh, that we should be jailed or killed. What? The absolute hell. Now, I don't necessarily know the efficacy of the of the um, the poll and and how it was put together. But if you actually believe somebody not doing something that you want done is worth murdering them over, you're the one that's in the wrong. It's just disgusting. But all of that to the side. It's time for us to play the B or not the B. Are you ready, Pat? Let's do it. Are you ready for today's headline? I'm about as ready as Joe Rogan to stand up to Spotify. Okay. Uh, well, today's headline, Nation furious at man who shared medical misinformation and said the N-word. Nation furious at man who shared medical misinformation and said the N-word. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, we just talked about what these truckers are doing up in uh, Canada. We talked about making the government feel pain, which also consequently may, may, may make us feel pain for a time if we ever did something like that. Um, here's the thing. You want to avoid that pain? You got to get prepared. All you got to do is go to preparewithmojo50.com. They've got all sorts of great emergency food supply kits over there, anyway, anywhere from a four to even an eight-week kit, by the way, which I highly, highly recommend. Why? Because you've got basically two months of a food storage that will last on your shelf for up to 25 years. It'll be better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. But if we ever go down one of these scenarios where we're going to end up feeling some pain because we're trying to get our government to cooperate with, you know, the people that are actually in charge, that being us, you and me, um, you need to go to prepare with Mojo50.com and be prepared so that you can weather that storm and weather those consequences of these decisions that we may have to make at some point here in this country. So go to prepare with Mojo50.com. That is prepare with Mojo50.com. Nation Fury said man who shared medical misinformation and said the N-word. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. This is not the B because that's exactly what Joe Rogan did and uh, the nation is furious. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. You would be wrong again. This is the Babylon B. How? That's literally what exactly is going on. I, I... Well, if you saw the picture of this thing. You got the wrong Joe. Oh, of course. 
Yeah. You're talking about Joe Biden? Yeah. Uh-huh. Millions of corn people around himself, the world. Huh? Yeah. Wait, what? Corn Pop himself? Yeah, Corn Pop himself. Uh, millions of people around the world are calling for the immediate removal and deplatforming of Joe Biden after investigators uncovered his troubling history of sharing deadly medical misinformation and saying the N-word constantly. There are literally hours of tape of, of Biden making the most disgusting racist statements and sharing dangerous misinformation such as cloth masks work. He even said the N-word at Clarence Thomas confirmation hearing, said Frederick Dinglefleep. President of the Southern Poverty Law Center. We're honestly not sure about how how we catch this before. Um, it, experts in scratching their heads as how to flaming racist uh, with a propensity of speaking unscientific nonsense managed to sneak his way into the Oval Office. Some are suggesting he did so with a series of endearing flosky catchphrases such as Come on, man. When asked for comment, Biden said, wear a cloth mask because they work. And if you don't wear one, you ain't a N word. <sighs> uh, here's the thing. This is, this is, this is the, the takeaway I take from this satire. And, and actually, Izzo said something about this on, on social media or, um, this weekend. And I actually said something about this on my show because I think a lot of people are pissed off because Joe Rogan said some not great things in his past on his past podcasts, right? One of those things being the actual N-word. Um, while I don't condone these things either, um, if you've been in broadcasting long enough, chances are you have said things that were not wise to say at the time that could have been said the wrong way or could have been said in a better way or uh, that you were just flat out wrong about or you said something that was just really not good. Like, like everyone is not perfect, okay? No one is infallible in this. I'm not. I'm sure I've said things that are wrong. I'm sure I've said things that, that I shouldn't have said. Everyone's been down that road at some point or another. I don't care who you are. Okay, my my point in all of this is we're so bent out of shape that Joe what what Joe Rogan's doing, but yet no one seems to really give a flying flip. Well, actually, I take that back. They do because his approval ratings suck. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with his words. Yeah, but that, that that's true. But, but does anyone really care about what he says? Is, is there the, yes. is there why yes, isn't there the same amount of outrage over over Joe Biden as there is Joe Rogan over Joe Biden's past as there is Joe Rogan's past? That's that's what I want to know. I would argue yes, it's just different because of who's amplifying the message, and and that's the story that is not being told enough here. Okay, mm -hmm. because correct me if I'm wrong, Pat. Um, these uh, episodes, right, in which uh, Rogan has used the N-word, right? Uh -huh. They're like six years old, right? Something like that, yeah. They're old. They're older. They probably don't really get a ton of listens anymore. So they've been yeah. out there since, I don't know, the very beginning of time, basically, if you will. Right. Okay. Why now? It's politically why, expedient. Why are they... 
why not when Joe Rogan signed with Spotify? It's again would, would that or would that not have been the time to have done this if you cared about it as a moral principle? Well, yes, it okay. would have been. Okay. Now, what if I told you the group behind all of this is deeply tied to um leftist super PACs? Oh, I don't think I would uh not believe you. Oh, because it's true. It's damn true. It is damn true. Figured it would be. Yep. Unbelievable. And it's a Midas touch, by the way. Huh? It, the, the group. It's called Midas touch. To be clear, so, not like the auto parts place, right? Right. right. Okay. But the video compilation of Rogan saying the N-word, according to Vocal Distance, who did a crap ton of research on this, the video compilation of Rogan saying the N-word dropped by Patriot Takes six days ago. And uh, Patriot Takes uh, is taking credit for republishing this information in a second picture. Okay. Um, now <clears throat> Patriot takes is a partner with Midas touch M E I D A S Midas touch. Who's Midas touch a professional political organization, a democratic super PAC run by three brothers, Ben, Brett, and Jordan. My all of them have worked in media and have expertise in understanding and manipulating media. The most important thing for us is that Brett is a social media manager or was for Ellen DeGeneres and an expert editor, which matters because Patriot Takes works with Midas Touch. And I'd say it's safe bet uh, that they are that given their expertise in social media management, that the N word video was created by Midas Touch. Not Patriot Takes. A super PAC. What is it? It is a political advocacy group with a special twist. Super PACs may raise unlimited sums of money from corporations, unions, associations, and individuals, then spend unlimited sums to overtly advocate for or against political candidates. This is why this is important, Pat. Joe Rogan is not a political candidate, right? Right. Okay. But if Patriot Takes is the per- is the place where this video exists from. Okay. But it has been produced by these expert social media people at Midas Touch. You get around the this isn't a political candidate what are, or what are you doing? Part of the super PAC, right? They can use the money because they're partners with Patriot Takes. They can use that money to expertly produce this video. It's unbelievable. This means that a super PAC can take in unlimited amounts of money, spend it however they want. Midas Touch is a super PAC. They can take in as much as they want. $4.7 million for the 2020 cycle and $1.5 million for the 2020 cycle. 
cycle or 2022 cycle to be exact. <clears throat> Why are they doing this? Well, this past week, it says here from Patriot Takes, uh, Patriot Takes republished and brought to the national spotlight dozens of recorded instances where Joe Rogan used the N-word. The videos have now received millions of views. And there you go. So you're telling me this is a popularity slash fundraising contest? Bingo. Is that what this you're is, telling me? This is all about Patriot Takes and Midas Touch raising money for political purposes. This is all about coordinated hit pieces. That, that's what this is about. This isn't about actual morality or outrage over immoral acts or whatever, right? This is 100% manufactured outrage of the left, of which they are so damn good at. Because you have to realize that this stuff, Pat, my point from the very beginning is that this stuff has existed out there for six years. Why now? They want to take Rogan out now because he is at the height of his popularity. Over 100 million listens in a month to his podcast. This isn't. Um, first of all, this, this seems like this should be illegal. Um, it, it's at best unethical. Um, well, well, so why should this be illegal is my question to you. Uh, because this, this feels okay. Let me, let me rephrase. This feels like it should be. So here's the part that I, I agree with you on is mm. that using the funds of Midas touch mm -hmm. to create content for Patriot takes should be illegal because what you are doing is using money from a super PAC for non-political candidacy hit pieces, right? This would right. be one thing if Patriot Takes was producing this for, you know, let's say David Perdue versus Stacey Abrams, right? And they're they're going after David right. Perdue. Okay. I think that's fair game. But this is this is a yes, public figure, but also still a private citizen. Right? He's not running for office. He's yeah. not running for office. Exactly. What this is all about is an attempt to take down Joe Rogan and therefore become the the wealthiest of the super PACs of the left. Right? That's what this is all about. Because can you imagine the clout that you would have if you took down Joe Rogan? Well, that's true. But, but here's the thing, though. Like, aren't they kind of almost, I mean, Joe Rogan's not really like a, a Democrat or anything per se, but he is more left leaning. Um, aren't they kind of eating their own? Yep. It just seems a little backwards to me. Um, but this, I mean, obviously this is, this is about, this is about more than just Joe Rogan himself. I mean, Spotify actually came out and did say that, you know, they're not going to cancel Joe Rogan. Right. To their credit. Um, but right. But, the reason that they are doing it is much the same as the reason that GoFundMe did what they did, right? In deciding that they're going to just fully issue a refund. It's it because of their bottom line. It would kill their bottom line if they attempted to censor Joe Rogan in any real significant way, shape, or form, right? 
Because here's the reality. Joe Rogan agreed to taking those those episodes down that have been taken down, which is that's his prerogative, right? He owns right. his content, allegedly. Right. So what would happen, right? You and I, the pressure the other way would be so much greater on, on Spotify. Canceling memberships, the amount of podcasts, right, which are the number one growing um, force in monetization of media, right? Uh, Spotify Spotify doesn't make its money off of you and I um, going ad-free, right? Right. Okay, it doesn't make its money off of that. It makes its money off of being able to advertise on the podcasts that exist all over its various platforms. It owns Megaphone. It owns Anchor. It own you know, so it, you you distribute your podcast, you're likely on, on Spotify, and they're likely able to monetize it. And... Sir, Long story short here, if everybody started pulling their podcast feed from Spotify or pulling from Megaphone or Anchor or whomever is hosting, right, and pulling it, that hurts their bottom line more than me and you canceling a subscription. It does. So they have done that calculation, and that's the calculation they should come up with, right? Is wait a minute. I'm I'm going to stand with uh, supporting free speech on this platform. In in you know, maybe we'll we'll try to go around the edges a little bit to placate. It's annoying, right? But at the same time, that they're not going to cancel Joe Rogan because they know the the monetary uh, ramifications of doing so. Just like GoFundMe knew that if everybody started to ask for fraud, uh investigations from their credit card company um it would cost them more than just refunding the money like we're talking hundreds of thousands if not a, a couple million dollars more not worth it not worth it just refund the money so at the end of the day here what is the lesson right the lesson of today know what your principles are stand up with those principles and be unafraid and then be prepared, right? It's okay. You might suffer some sort of consequence temporarily, right? You might have the heat of Twitter for six days or five days or whatever. It could be intense. It, it, that's a simple fix, though. It's called turn off Twitter. Exactly. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts today. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And uh, thank a trucker. Let's go, Brandon. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. As always, Matthew 547. He's pretending. <laughs>